Hey, welcome to the Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast, where our goal is to bring the Lordship of Jesus Christ to every area of our lives. And as you know, in our last episode, we were talking about applying the Lordship of Jesus to the way that we think our in particular. Yeah. That's right. The, the mindsets, the way that the, the powerful belief systems that we have between our ears that either launch us into an amazing future mm-hmm. or keep us uh, grossly inhibited uh, and held back from the future that God wants for us. And so we talked about a lot of great stuff last week, yeah. but this episode uh, picks up uh, talking about uh, parenting and in, in particular the area of labeling. Yeah. How important it is in parenting that we're not labeling our children incorrectly and uh, and causing them to fall into a fixed mindset. Absolutely. We also get into some great stuff on marriage. We also get into some great stuff on ministry. So stay tuned and I hope you enjoy. You know, and but going back to your, your parenting example, uh, in this book she suggested something I thought was really good. She says instead of be careful of labeling your kids. I mean, you want to give your kids compliment. Right. I get it. But right. but there's, but be careful about labeling yeah. kids. And I find myself sometimes doing that to my kids, um, not in a mean way, but just talking with my friends, just throwing things out there. But I have to be very, like, for example, even I will say like, oh, Nehemiah is the good kid. Because he's a good kid. He, he my, my oldest son, he's obedient, he's yeah. caring, he's loving. But I have to be very careful to not make that his identity. That he feels like whenever he does anything wrong, that he's a failure. Yeah. As a so that failure gets in his spirit, as opposed to just be like, no, I made yeah. a mistake, right? Well, this book has has made me aware of some areas where I need to go back and, and have some sit down discussions with my children. Yeah. Um, because I may have said things like, "Hey, your test scores uh, in elementary school were off the charts. You're 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 the smartest kid in our family." Mm. Well, I shared that as a compliment. Right. But I wonder if that child had to live under the weight of, wow, my test scores were the highest. I need to be outperforming. In other words, you get into comparison and competition, yep. or you know, maybe you've got the child that's, uh, that's a great athlete and they've got all their validation from being a great athlete. And all of a sudden they you know, make a bad play, they make an error, they strike out. Um, now they're, I'm, I'm a great athlete, identity comes crashing down yep. because of their lack of performance. Instead, he says, you know, or she says, don't say you're the smartest mm. when they come home with the perfect score on their exam. Say, you know what? I so admire how hard you work yeah. at 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 uh, uh, your your studies, and because you're working hard, you're you're seeing the fruit of that with excellence in your grades. But you focus on the character issue, yeah. not good. on the not on the grade. Oh, that's so good. Again, going back to my son Nehemiah, he. He's just like me, and I can see him be on the precipice of fixed mindset, just like I've been fixed mindset for three decades of my life. And um, and I think because of the, the way we kind of have described him and, and, and encourage him, or try to encourage him, he's taken on that thing of, like, I can't do no wrong. And whenever he makes a mistake, he literally goes and hides right now. Yeah. And I have to bring him back and say, you're a son, you don't hide. And I have to teach him it's okay to make mistakes. And over and over again, when he does something right, I have to change my mind. Instead of saying, oh, you're so smart. I say, I love how creative and I love how you just keep trying and not give up. What I celebrate is very interesting. I don't celebrate if they get something right the first time. What I celebrate is they have to try over and over and over and over again. Let's try this again. Try this again. And when they try, even the product is not the best. 
their effort to keep trying is what I I'm going to celebrate for all my kids. Right. And that changes the whole mentality of what's value because we as parents set what's valuable, right? You know, our instinct is to value getting things right the first time or yeah. uh, doing it perfectly. But as we, opposed but we to know in life, how many, how many times do we run into situations where it looks like we failed? This didn't work. We tried fixing this. Yep. We didn't get it yep. right. Uh, I, this wasn't on the to-do list. Something came up. Something broke down. You know, yep. uh, oh, I don't have enough money right now for this situation. And we build our identity around all those failures. Whereas if you're teaching your kid to, to have a growth mindset, to embrace challenges, to thrive on learning new yep. things, to thrive on, oh, I didn't get it right this time, but let me, let me try it again. Yep. We're really setting them up for maximum success in life. Yeah, there's really literally almost nothing that they can't do if they just they they embrace their mistakes and just don't see it as mistakes or failures, but yeah. seeing another step ladder. And this has been another life message, you know, for you and 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 for me as well. But I think especially for you, the whole understanding of what it meant to be a son. How does how does because this is where we take take some of the concepts in this book and bring it into the yeah. Kingdom. Let's do that. That's you know, that's the that's the powerful part. The yeah. children of Israel couldn't get into the promised land not because God didn't promise it to them or that God didn't have the power to bring them in, but but they had a fixed mindset. Remember that passage where they said, you know, we're just like little grasshoppers. Yeah, we can't beat those giants. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so they're big giants. We're little grasshoppers. Right. I mean, I can't think of a of of more of a a fixed failure. You know, I can't, I can't, I can't. That's not me. Yeah. I, I, I can't. We'll never get, drive those people out. Um, but when you're, when you operate as a son, it change or a daughter, it changes everything. Talk about that. You know. Yeah, and I, th I think that's key. Is what your identity really ch changes your mindset? Because because when you have a fixed mindset, your identity is found in what you possess, right? So anyone takes your car, your house, or whatever to you is or where you're validated. Yeah, where you're validated. Oh, you're so good. Yep. You know. uh, your your ability, your talent, your money, your success, your identity. When your identity is found in those things, you don't want to move. You don't want to stir things up. You don't want to try anything yeah. new. Don't don't upset the apple car because yeah. I am this person, and I don't want anything that's going to challenge. Them. You don't want. Yeah, you can't take any risk because you got your. What's at stake is is more than just this car or this money or this business. What at stake is your fundamental being of who you are. Of course, you don't want to take any risk. It's too threatening. But if you have treasured your identity and given to the Son of God and says, no, my identity is found in Christ, then you are free. You're free from the bondage of success, free from the bondage of having to be perfect or to look a certain way, to act a certain way. You can take risks. You can try new things. You can look goofy. You can be embarrassed in front of other people. And you could care less because your identity is found in him. Right. So true freedom is when your identity is a son or a daughter. And, and think about how, because this identity, yeah. We didn't have to earn it, validate it, take a test. Exactly, it was bestowed upon yes, us. Absolutely. You, you know, the father said to Jesus, "This is my beloved son, and whom I am well pleased." It wasn't because Jesus did anything. He hadn't even begun his ministry yet. It wasn't because he cast out devils really good or healed yeah. the sick really well. It was because of who he was. And so you start from that place of identity, and then this is crazy thing. You know, your life is like a big white. Uh, palette. Uh, uh, you, you can paint like canvas. With, yeah, like canvas. You can paint whatever you want on that canvas with the Lord, because yeah. you have the freedom now to explore and to obey Jesus and to trust Him and to and to let Him lead you in places that you never would have dreamed He would Absolutely. He would take you, because you're free, because you know that you're right. loved. And and for us to understand, you now we talked about. Uh, I used the example of. 
Peter and Peter's denied Jesus. And I, I made this statement on Sunday, a couple Sundays ago. I said, uh, I believe G uh, Peter's denial of Jesus was the greatest thing that ever happened yep. to Peter. Why? Because he, 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 that was no, maybe one of his greater, probably one of his greatest quote unquote failures right. that, he, that he had. But it was transformational. But it was transformational because he realized his identity, it exposes who he really was inside. And he can either choose to grow from it or to retreat right. and says, hey, I don't, I don't want to ever do this anymore. I think you said the gift of awareness is yeah. one of the greatest gifts that God can give us. And many times we're not aware of our insecurities, our fears until failure hits and then we realize wow I'm not I'm not as smart as I thought I was I'm not as gifted here I, I I'm you know whatever and, and it just it brings humility because perspective right. comes and then once we are able to see we're able then to bring about the change. truly tr change and truly grow yeah you know and and I think that process needs to be replicated over and over and over where we're squeezed what came out shows us yeah. that what's inside us is not great yeah. So we can embrace it. We can run away from it. We can be embarrassed and say, hey, I'm never going to do this again. Yeah. Or we say, hey, you know what? I am not that good at this, but I want to get better. Yeah. So I'm going to train well, harder, grow, pursue the Lord more, and then get better. And that's and then you get to the next step and it happens all over again, right? Yeah. And then you get better yeah. over and over and, again. And we're in a... We're in a culture here at Living Stones where, you know, we like to do two things. We want to grow people and we want to multiply leaders. And people with a fixed mindset uh, don't grow very well. And people with a fixed mindset do not become good leaders. Because, you know, one of the things that we both prize is, you know, you want people who love you enough and who have earned the permission to speak into your life. You know, we call it giving the, the final 10%. Everybody can tell you how great you are. But being told how great we are is not where the transformational change comes in. Yeah. And many people are so insecure and they're so fearful and they've got their identity around whatever it is that they really don't look for uh, outside input because outside input is threatening. Yeah, Because outside input says, oh, I'm not perfect or I'm lesser in their eyes, or, right. or what? oh, no, 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 I'm a great singer. Well, you could be a better singer. Oh, no, I'm a great teacher. Well, right. you could be a better teacher. Right. I mean, uh, there, there's always room to improve when you have a growth mindset. But when you have a fixed mindset, anybody around you is a threat to yep. your identity if they're not simply validated. Oh, absolutely. If, if I come and say, hey, let me help you get to the next level, you see that as an attack. Right. What? What? what how can, how can anyone ever grow like that? I mean, yeah. I was I was following a uh, a pastor who's a who's a known leader, and he told me. Well, he didn't tell me. He told the podcast. Uh, he has like over forty coaches. Wow. That, that to me is incredible. You see this high level leader, you think, oh, he knows everything. No, he has. He's humble enough to realize that he needs forty different coaches to help pinpoint where he's quote unquote failing at so he can grow. That to me tells me that he has a growth mindset because he embraces criticism, not crit constructive criticism, right, right, right. so he can get better, right. you know? And we have a hard time embracing one, your pastor coming in to say, hey, how about loving your wife a little bit differently this yeah. time, you know? Well, what about her? She did this, <laughs> exactly. it's not my fault. You know, this church is terrible. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, so again, the, Maybe we can spend more time on this in the future, but there's so much here. Uh, and I want to ask you today, even as we've been open with our own selves, we realize, hey, there's, there's areas in all of us, probably by nature, where we're completely fixed and settled, yeah. where we need to change our thinking, our stinking thinking, so that we can, you know, really grow to be the people. And it's not, this is not a self-improvement message only. 
this is really what's at stake is the glory of God. Absolutely. You know, the, the Lord wants to transform us from glory to glory, and he wants to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ask or even think. And you know what? If we don't allow him to change our mindset, that mindset literally keeps him from accomplishing things that are beyond our wildest dreams. Yeah. When I was younger, I had a more rigid view of God. Like he he's, he wants me to do this. If I don't do it, then slap on my hand. Yeah. And as I'm getting a little older, as I have kids on my own, I realize how much God wants us, just like I want my kids to be happy. Not not in a carnal sense, but right, right, but, right. but truly enjoy what they do and lo love God. I mean, I want them to be holy because I want them to be happy, at yeah, least absolutely. the greatest level of happiness. But 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 that also means I want them to create. I want them to take joy. I want them to take risk, and not stupid risk, but but risk to test their strength, to see what they're good at, and to yeah. keep improving, growing. And I'm able to see, oh, maybe that's how God sees me. And because of this book and other books I've read, I've taken more risk in this last two years than the previous 38 well, years of my tell life. Tell everybody about the new hobby you picked up, which I yeah. think is amazing. It's interesting. You know, I, in, in my mind, I used to, you smell hobby. Five years ago, you asked me about, about hobbies. I will be proud to tell you I have no hobby because I'm so focused on loving my church and loving ministry loving and my Lord. And, and, yeah. and now, five years later, I'm like, I need a hobby because if I'm like stuck, I'm not growing, I'm not learning, I'm not fully alive, yeah. then I'm the horrible dad and the, and the angry husband, I'm the terrible pastor. I need to be happy and full of joy. So I picked up, you know, making video, photography a little bit, just, you know, I'm not I'm not like saying all that, but it's something for me. Hey, that's you're fun. Having fun. I'm and having you're fun. And learning. I'm growing. I'm I'm doing things that I always was interested in, but I hear that nagging voice say, "Hey, you can't do that." And now I'm just saying, no, you know what? I can put my hand, I can try it. Yeah, if you, I fail, I'll just learn. And I you came better. into my office yesterday almost ready to vomit. I wanted to move the meeting into your <laughs> office in case you did because I didn't want, you know, all that in my office. But but it's because you just got back from working out. And even there, the Lord was showing you, you know, how you can put self-imposed boundaries on your ability to perform. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're going to make me share that story. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I, it's, it's a good it's a, one. It's a great story. You know, I and went, it's your story. It's my story. You're right. <laughs> I want to work out with two, two young men. One is your son and Sean, who are like in great shape. I, I went to go work out. We work out every once in a while. I went to work out, and they want to do the Murph workout, which if you don't know what the Murph workout is, you run a mile. It was like a Navy SEAL it, training. Yeah, it's like a, it's, it literally is. Like yeah. you run a mile, and you got to do 300 squats, 200 push-ups, and 100 pull-ups, and then you run a mile. And you do that as quick as you can. So, so I'm joining them at the Y and they're like, oh, we're doing the Murph. I'm like, oh my gosh, I do not want to do the Murph. But you know, it's positive peer pressure. I'm like, I guess I'm doing the Murph. I got there and um, they already started. So I ran my mile and I'm doing the push ups and pull ups and I'm just dying. I am dying. And they're like almost halfway done. I'm like, I don't think I can do the whole thing. Sean's like, just do half. I'm like, okay, half. I can do half, right? So I'm going at it. And I did half, and they finished there. So they finished right. there way quicker right. than I finished my half. And then we did the last mile together. And when they were running the last mile, they were blowing by me. And I'm, I'm like, you know, you could be walk leisurely strolling. You're faster than my last mile, right? And I'm just making up all kind of excuses in my head saying. To quit. To, well, to quit and to say, well, I'm not that bad. I'm not that out of shape. It's because I didn't sleep all last night. It's because yeah. of what excuses, I ate. Excuses. Excuses, all these different things. And then, and then what I preached came to my mind and says, hey, don't be a victim. You're being squeezed. You're being tested. And what yeah. came out is that you are really out of shape. Yeah. <laughs> And I had to embrace it because I need to grow. Because what this is, is you talk about self-awareness is a yeah. gift. My self-awareness is that 
I'm really out of shape. <laughs> I'm not in good shape. But here's, here's the difference guys, though yeah. between fixed mindset. The yeah. fixed mindset person will say, I'm out of shape. I'm not going to go to the club and try to get in shape. Because, I'm not working out those because guys. Because it would embarrass me or it would, conf- you know, it, it would not feed and validate who I am and <laughs> right. keep me in my little right. zone. So I'm going to, here's the reality of it. I'm going to die earlier and live right. a much shorter life because I'm not willing to face my insecurities and, and, and realize, hey, right. I, I need to work at getting in better shape. Right. That's something we all have to face. Right. So I even confessed to those guys. I'm like, well, I got squeezed. And what, came, what, came, right. what came out was that I'm really out of shape. I told Sean this later. But what's so, so, so you know. Your pastor here does not find his identity in how healthy and how in shape is because I work out with Sean McPhillips. So that doesn't validate me. You have a growth mindset. Oh, absolutely. This is a a man who's run marathons and Ironmans and and all that stuff. But But I love this because you're wanting to glean from him, though, and that's why my son is working out as well. You find people better than you, more successful than you. Uh, that do whatever it is at a higher level, and you're not threatened by it because you have a growth mindset. So you're going to pursue those people, right, right? And that's that's how you become more successful. And, and, and the flip side is, if you hang out people who's always just not as good as you on every realm, you know, and and obviously you want to hang out with people who are behind, so you want to pull them up. But I'm saying, if, if you find security in that, that says something about your mentality, yeah. you know. And there should be an equal share of all that, you know. I hang out with you because I want to be more spiritual. I don't find security in you my do. spiritual maturity. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to glean from you, you know, because oh, no. I want to grow. <laughs> Come on, I have no confidence. No pressure. I can't handle the pressure. Oh my god. No, yeah, because that no, speaks but- to the mindset, right? Because my identity is not found in how fit I am or how spiritual mature I am even that even for pastors I know fa- pastors can find security in that their, their, their parents of spirituality how well they know the scripture right. versus find the identity in their being a son or a daughter of the right. of the most high so all those are dangerous ground but when I handle people who are way advanced I am man it just it just helps me just be like yeah, yeah that's not well and I just want to say I love hanging around you because of that as well you, you're not afraid of challenges you you love to learn new things. You're humble enough to admit, hey, I need to grow here. I, or, or how about this one? Just simply as adults to say, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we don't know. That's okay. We're not, you know, we're not God. Yeah. Um, but when you're around people that are laid back like that and, and we we relate to each other out of love because we're brothers and we're sons, yeah. then whatever we do is beside the point. You know, we can spur one another on actually to, to accomplish greater things than we ever imagined. Right. That's why you don't run alone, but watch who you run with. Yeah. Make sure you're not trying to, to do it by yourself because you're going to be a much less version of who God intended you to be. Be, and you're going to have a lot less fun. You know, that's the beauty of this. The life that's full of constant learning and growth, those people are excited about yeah, life. Absolutely. They're excited about getting out of bed in the right. morning. They're not being cynical. They're yeah. not worried. They're not Stubborn. full of anxiety. That's not me. No, that's not Their me. life is full of hope and growth. And what's the next thing I want to grow and learn? They're not worrying about what impending doom is coming. Right. They're ready to move forward. I want to be like that. Amen. No. Amen. I have one other thing I want to share about um, growth mindset. It applies yep. in the spiritual life. I think that many people don't think in terms of this, is using the growth mindset and learning how to love people. And I that's think that's good. crucial, which which many people don't attribute that. We feel like we have a, we have a fixed mindset to our love, or I'm just not loving, or I'm just not compassionate. Well, you I'm see, not you're, you're, listener. You lead our life groups, and we have, you know, you're training and, yeah. and selecting and raising up a lot of life group leaders. And, yeah. you know, loving people on a weekly basis in yeah. your home. Yeah. 
is not always easy, and sometimes we feel like failures. Well, and, and when you have a fixed mindset about that, you just label yourself says, "I couldn't do that. I couldn't love people. Yeah. I could." I, I did that for years. I remember when I was living in your house years ago. I told your wife, I said, "Yeah, I'm just not. I just really can't love people." You know, it's complete fixed mindset. And your wife was like, "Wait, wait did you want to get into the ministry? How is that going to work?" Really yeah. challenge me about I'm that. I'm a pastor, but I just uh, don't yeah. like. I'm people. a great pastor when no one's around. It doesn't really quite work, right? But but. I have to really, and, and the truth was, I wasn't great at loving people. I wasn't, but I didn't. I thought it was like either you are loving or you're not loving, and not right. realizing that. Hey, guess what? Love, you got to grow in it. You have to get better. You yeah. can be more patient, more compassionate. And, and you made this, this statement this morning, even after having many people in your home, which which is something that you saw modeled by our family. Yeah. We've always had folks that live with us for a season. You said, you know, hey, looking back, I realized I didn't always love those people to the degree that I that now I would know to love them. In other words, because you stayed in the game and you kept kept loving, kept doing your best, yep. and then you, and then you kept learning. You're a better lover of people now than you were a decade ago. But some absolutely. people, the point is, some people with a fixed mindset would just quit and say, well, that's just not me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, being hospitable. I, I was. I mean, I'll honestly say, like, being pastoral, being patient, being loving, being hospitable are not some of my forefront spiritual gifts. Yeah, if you took a spiritual gift inventory, <laughs> yeah. those are not going to come. They out might be top. my wives, but they're not. Yeah. Certainly not mine. My forefront. But guess what? I I recognize how crucial those were in building the kingdom of God and to truly do what God's called us to do. So I practice them. I work on it. I want to encourage all those people out there who says, I can't really love people. Practice it. You, you haven't seen all the times I've messed up in loving people. The years and years and years. I mean, I start hey, I've seen it. Yeah, you've seen that horror <laughs> So you know the horror stories. No, but I'm proud of you because I know some of the, the internal demons and struggles and mental Absolutely. thought process that you were bound by when you first came here. I mean, you lived in our home. And now to see the growth and right. to see the way you're taking what you received and giving it to others. It's awesome. Yeah. So I just want to affirm you. Well, and I it. Yeah, I'm doing better now. <laughs> but I, I want to encourage you and say, hey, look, if I just say, just ballpark number, you need to love, you need to quote unquote fail at loving 10 people before you can love someone correctly. I'm just throwing that out there, for example. Will it give you more encouragement that you're like at number four and you're like, I'm, I'm done. I, I don't want, I'm saying no, but you need 10. Yeah. Would I encourage you to say, hey, I'm going to keep doing it and keep trying and actually get better and better right. and better? Or, or would you just check out? Or you just check out and say, hey, that's not me. That's not who I am. It's not worth the Cause, risk. Because the Bible clearly tells us <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> is our commandment to love and to, or even discipleship. I don't know how to disciple people. I don't know how to grow people. I can't, I can't do all that. Well, maybe you haven't gone through. That's it, kind of in the Great Commission, isn't it? A little bit in the Great Commission, right? But but we think it's either we're a good disciple or we're not, and that's so not true. But that phrase, okay, that's just not me, yeah. okay. And we and if you're listening right now, you probably have said that a time or two. If you say that's just not me, that is a perfect example of fixed mentality thinking yeah. and that will put a lid whatever you say that's not me you just put a lid on yourself so imagine saying well i'm just not good with people well how important on the grand scheme of things yeah. is it to love people to disciple people to grow people these are biblical commandments for yeah. all believers so if we just say well that's just not me 
I think we have a problem. Absolutely. Uh, you know. Absolutely. So th this blows it completely out of the water. So my advice to you is go and practice. If you're terrible at it, then get going. Just invite someone out and just listen to them. Practice listening. There's stuff that we want. We can. There's tools to help you take small steps to get better. Okay. Now, and while yeah, we're on ahead. a roll, yeah, yeah. While we're ahead. on a roll yeah. here, uh, we're probably going to turn this into two podcasts and not one. But yeah. this is important because okay, we're really big on marriage ministry yeah. here. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Now so, you're going to touch some sacred cows. Oh, oh yeah. Go there. Here we go. Here go we go. There. So okay, here two two people get together. And they say, I do, and they make a covenant, okay? Yeah. Both of them are fixed mindset people. So I marry my lovely wife, Marion, and I'm like, this is who I am. Take me or leave me. I'm just not good at that. And she has the same mentality. <laughs> yeah. So she's a fixed mindset. Yeah. This is who I am. I mean, you can see the handwriting on the wall. Oh, this, is, this is like two concrete blocks that you're just going to spend the rest of your life smashing into each other, and then you're going to blame it yep. on the fact that that's just not you. It's her fault, or you're going to, or you're going to make excuses, or you're going to shift the responsibilities to somebody else. Or what's even more frustrating, or maybe not more frustrating, equally frustrating is, so let's just say Marion is a growth growth mindset, mm -hmm. but I'm not, and so I'm validated because I'm Mister Wonderful. I oh. Ron is such a good, he's a spiritual guy. He's such a godly man. And so all my life, I'm validated by what a godly man mm, I am. Yeah. And then I get married. And then I, she realizes, well, you're godly, but there's you're not Jesus. <laughs> right? you, you might have some room for improvement. Sure, right? sure, yeah. And so she says to me, you know, honey, I really wish uh, that you would have talked to me before you just made that decision. And I'm offended because she's not validating my awesomeness as her husband. I'm the head of the home. I'm the spiritual leader. My dad was a pastor. Do you realize you married a pastor? How dare you suggest that there's something that I'm doing that does not fit the perfect pastor mode? And I'm threatened by the, simply the fact that she's nicely trying to spur me on to growth yeah. because there's actually areas, many of them, right? Right. Where I need to grow, but if you're married to a fixed mindset, that that's incredibly frustrating because every any time you suggest yeah. that this the marriage is not perfect, yeah. you got World War Three breaking out. Yeah. Or this is how our family always did it. This is what my mom always did. That's good. This yeah. is what my dad always did. You know, I don't know about you. For me, man, my my wife has been well. I say my not my wife. My marriage has been the most. Uh, Changing the growth process, growth most molding, transformational growth process for me. You know, now I'm like I got so much better at washing dishes, uh, loading the dishwasher. You know, bathing my kids and oh, just even there. Okay, yeah. hey, I'm a man. Um, in our family, men don't do that. Men don't change diapers. <laughs> men don't. Men don't unload the dishwashers. Uh, you know, that's women's work. I mean, yeah. fixed. Talk about yeah. fixed men mentality. Yeah. That's not going to bode too well. No, you need to have a meeting with Pastor Ron. <laughs> He'll set you straight. We're no. going to get some poo-poo on those fingers yeah. at some no, point. No, you're going to go learn. You gonna, yeah, that was my growth mindset. <laughs> I learned to change diaper real quick. No, but I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, that's what makes a relationship work is when we're both growing. I mean, honestly, I'm a different person from 10 years ago. When I went through the alternative school and just everything, all the stretching, my wife's told me you have transformed through that process. Yeah. And that's how I can help pastor people now is because yeah. of that. If we don't transform, we don't grow. I don't know what, what are we going to do.
What do we do? So, so okay, yeah. so for all you pre-marrieds out there, because we're, we're, we're really going off the show notes today. <laughs> right? they're, they're long gone. We're just on, we're on ground that we've never, we're growing right yeah, now. We're, growing we're, we're right out now. there. So if you're, if you're listening to this and you're single right now, but you'd love to be married someday, I want to encourage you, first of all, not to sit at home and, and pout, not to be upset about the season that you're in, not to blame your circumstances on other people. Here's the real question. Are you growing? Yeah. Are you learning? Are you are you developing? Are you reading books? Are you uh, going out and meeting new people? And then let's just say that you meet Mr. or Mrs. Wonderful, at least you think that's who they are. Uh, I'd encourage you to start having some good conversations and start probing, is this person a fixed mindset person yeah, or are they a good. person that is open and growing and flexible and willing to try new things because uh, you might love certain aspects about that person, but guess what? They probably love those areas too. <laughs> They've been validated in right, those areas right. all their life. Right. So they're already right. good at that right. and, they, and they're safe and they're comfortable there. The question is how open are they for input? How open are they for uh, constructive feedback? Uh, are they humble? Are they able to admit that they're wrong? Yeah. Uh, are they learners? Are they, are they asking questions? Right. Uh, are they teachable? Or do they just love the fact that they've always been the cutest or that they're really smart or yeah. that they've done well in their career? Those are all areas where they build their false identity around. And, and if you're not careful, you marry that false identity and you've got somebody that's a, that's a concrete block that doesn't ever want to change. Well, I think one a, a wisdom is this. I would rather train, marry, um, disciple, hire someone who has a lower talent level, whatever you call that is, sure. ability level, but with natural, a ability. natural, but have a growth mindset than someone who has a you know over the top, off the chart talent level, but has a fixed mindset any yep. day. Absolutely. And you know, that, that word natural, I'm glad you brought that up. That's another one of these buzzwords, right? Yeah. People will say, oh, that guy or that gal is just a natural. Yeah. And what that means is, oh, that that's they are a natural singer, they're a natural uh, you know, painter, they're natural at math, uh, they're a natural. Or uh, we go into marriage and we think that if it's right, if we find the right spouse, yeah. if we find our soulmate, woo, all right, we find our soulmate, what that means is everything is natural in the relationship. We live happily ever after. Right. We don't ever have to grow, change, humble ourselves, repent. It's just, it's a natural. We're made for each right. other. Right. The fact of the matter is nobody is made for each other in that to right. that degree. Right. Just like you said about business or yeah. training. You know, you look for people that are teachable. Right. It's like if my heart towards my wife is, honey, I want to be the best spouse for you. I want to know how to minister to your needs. I want to know how to grow to love you better, to cherish you better. These are all skills that we tell men, you can yeah. learn this. If, if you're not fixed, you can learn this. Yeah. You can learn how to love your wife better. Uh, and if you have a heart that's towards growth, you're going to have an amazing marriage. If you have a heart towards growth, you're going to have an amazing career. Uh, in every area of your life, uh, you'll experience blessing. If, if you have a mentality that says, you know what, I'm not threatened by my mistakes and I can always get better. Absolutely. And I think it's just for me, even right now, learning how to pastor, how to love people well. Again, my, my testimony is these are not, I, my almost natural talent level for me is very low. That's why growing up, I just never thought I was going to be a pastor. I look at my father who's very pastoral and I'm just like, Mine I'm, not, I'm yeah. not like that. 
But well, we've well, both spent our time over the years, <laughs> and, and I think anybody that's been a part of our culture knows yeah. that we have repented publicly. Yeah. You know what? We're growing as leaders. I, I hope that I'm a better pastor 10 years from now yeah, than I am now, yeah. uh, than I was when I was in my 20s. Right. So, um, you know, we have grace for each other, but we also realize we, ha we haven't in any way, shape, or form arrived. Right. If we do this right, we're going to get better, sweeter, more gracious, more kind, uh, and, and, uh, and do a better job loving people. Absolutely. That's so, the process. So my question for you is, in, your, in the context of relationship with Jesus, where do you say that's not me? I'm not, I'm just not, I'm not intercessor. I'm not evangelist. I can't pray well. You know, I can't love well. Uh, I don't know my Bible well enough. I mean, what do you, what, what kind yeah. of uh, lid do you put on your spirituality? You know, and yeah. I think God wants to break it. God wants to say, look, That's good. you And can. we're not, this is, a, I guess, a good balance point. Yeah. We're not saying that some people are not naturally more pastoral than others sure, by absolutely. nature. Absolutely. But what we are saying is we can't just say, well, I'm not that. Right. I'm this. Because I think the Lord's trying to make us more well-rounded. Especially the things that's directly related to his commandment. Like, hey, go and make disciples of all nations, right? Yep. yep. And and love your, ne your, your neighbors as yourself. I mean, these right. non-negotiable not, commandments. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not good at loving I love the gift of loving. I'm uh, good at math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great, but you have to be good at math and love <laughs> and your neighbor. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> so that's anyways. a great question from Pastor Andrew. You know, if we really ask ourselves, make an inventory of the mindsets that we've embraced over the years that have been really unhealthy yeah. and fixed. Yeah. You know, where are we stuck? What are the things in your self-talk that you keep saying about yourself? Those are the areas that we have to be willing to say, man, I, I want those to change for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. So we want to encourage you. Let's let's keep fighting the stinking thinking. Let's, let's develop a growth mindset. Let's try new things. Let's get out of our comfort zones. Let's believe that God wants to kind of push us out there into areas that we've never walked in before. Amen. So let's pray together. Father, we just pray that you would help us uh, to be growing, ever growing, ever embracing uh, who, who you've created us to be and what you've called us to do. And Lord, all of that comes out of being safe and secure in your love. So Lord, anybody that's listening to this podcast, help them to realize that they're a son or they're a daughter of the Most High God, that you love us ir irrespective of, how, of our behavior. Yeah. You love us for who we are. You don't look at the titles or labels that people have put on us. You love us. You believe in us. You're proud of us, just like you were of your son, Jesus. And so, Lord, help us to live in that identity and then out of that just to accomplish great things. I think of that verse that says that the people who know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Lord, that's what we want, our strength to be in you, and we want to do amazing things. The Bible says that with you, God, nothing is impossible. So, Lord, help us to, to move into that realm of not the possible, but of the impossible, the supernatural realm of what you can do in and through a people who are fully surrendered to you. We love you, Lord. We thank you for this time, and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, see you guys next time. <laughs>